0: Welcome to the Arise podcast, my name is Tanya Anderson, I'm the CEO here at Arise and it's my pleasure to have with me Jim Cronk, who is an advocate in our Oswego office. Welcome Jim. Thank you. So Jim, you have been part of the Arise family for close to 17 years, is that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: And you identify as someone who has a disability. Correct. And. I think it's important for folks to understand that at Arise, as an independent living center, we obviously provide services to people with disabilities, but a part of the independent living philosophy is that we employ people with disabilities because we believe that that peer experience, that one-to-one conversation is really important.
1: I agree. Uh, I find that talking with individuals that uh, I can relate more to other situations uh, as a person with disability, and I think it su- sets people at ease.
0: Absolutely. And so, you have uh, a spinal cord injury, and, and this is a, a podcast, but people can't see you. But you uh, use a power wheelchair to get around. And um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you, what your experience has been?
1: As far as um, my, I actually became uh, disabled when I was 18 years old. Um, I was involved in a car accident. Uh, and um, that's where I broke my neck in the crash, and it was spinal cord injury. And uh, like I said, it was a long time ago, and, but it's been a, you know it was a di- obviously a life-changing experience. And uh, but and I said it's it's things have been good. I got to work for Arise down the road, and uh, that was a huge change in my life.
0: So you were 18. Um, you had a car accident. Uh, you woke up from the accident and found that what?
1: Uh, I really didn't know what. I was so confused. After the accident, um, I really didn't know what was going on. Um, I wasn't sure that I was even awake when, it, you know, that was, um, was real. But it took a while to realize that it was real. Wow. So it was a eye-opening uh, experience. So when you, you're wondering if you're really dreaming or if it's real.
0: And and what year was this that this happened?
1: 1984.
0: So 1984. And I know things have changed a lot, you know, in the world. Obviously, things like the Americans with Disabilities Act that has passed. All sorts of things in 1984. What sort of supports were available to you as you were um, learning how to rebuild your life?
1: Really, not a whole lot. Um, I grew up in Oswego County, and obviously, things. This was before the ADA, right? So there wasn't a lot offered. Um, I was, there was a program that had started. It was called Nursing Home Without Walls, um, and I was the first person in that program in Oswego County. Fortunately, they had just started that program, and so that's where I got my home care from in the morning, but um, I had to rely on family for evening for a long time.
0: So here you are, 18 years old, all of a sudden looking at the prospect of being in a nursing home if it wasn't for this program.
1: Yes, I was. if, if it hadn't been for family being willing to take me in, um, that would, would have been my other only option would be a nursing home which was scary
0: very scary and we still have situations even today where young people are in institutional settings and nursing homes because they don't have the adequate supports in the community is that right that is
1: exactly right and that's a terrible thing
0: absolutely and so now you obviously are working you are independent Mm -hmm. you have your own home how do you navigate all of that
1: it's a lot of work. Um, I am responsible for finding all of my own staff for both my morning and evening care, um, and so I have uh, a staff of about eight people that work with me during the week. Um, and it, it's it's a lot of work to maintain schedules, uh, to maintain you know the work schedule, um, and you know and everything else that goes on in just daily life. Uh, so it's a lot.
0: It is a lot. And you uh, have a van that you get yourself around. Completely independently too.
1: Yes, I do. I have a vehicle that I can drive. Uh, that's uh, you know, so that way I can go to wherever I want to go, or obviously to work and uh, w- uh, different work. Um, what do you want to call it work things? I guess I'm blank for the word.
0: Right. Just just living your life, going yes. to the grocery store, or everything, visiting friends, and mm-hmm. you're a big fan of uh, racing, yep. car racing. Yes, I am. So you get, make it to the Speedway? Oh, yeah. I all, oh, yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. So speaking of coming to work, um, how did you c- come to work at Arise?
1: Well, it's actually kind of a funny story. Um, I'd just gotten out of, uh, went to school, back to school, and I'd just gotten through with an um, engineering graphics program and 3D modeling on computers, and I was going to look at, for a job uh, at one of the major companies, like Carrier or something like that, And just as I was graduating, all those companies laid off their AutoCAD detail departments. No. And so they flooded the market for any of the jobs that might have been available. And so there was nothing left out there for somebody who has no experience. Right. And so I was calling around looking for a job and looking for a job, and I happened to call Rise in Oswego. And it was by luck that the manager of advocacy picked the phone up because the receptionist was on break. And that's how I found the job was talking – to them, and the funniest thing about it is, and they, they said, you know, we are looking for an advocate. And I thought, no, I really don't want to do that. So I said, oh, thank you though, and I hung the phone up, and then I thought to myself, what are you doing? That sounds like a great job, what, you, what were you thinking? So I called them back, thinking, well, they're never gonna take me in now. And, but I called it back, and they actually had me come in for an interview, and that's how I wound up here. Just wow. by chance, I stumbled into it, and I'm very glad I did.
0: That sounds, that's amazing. So as an advocate, can you tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: Um. Yeah, I do well. Pretty much everything under the sun. I never know what's going to be at the other end of the phone when I pick it up. It could be everything from benefits advisement. Uh, somebody needs help. You know, with uh, maybe finding insurance, Medicaid. Uh, maybe they have a problem with Social Security. Um, and there's other issues uh, people have, like uh, or information people would like to have for uh, uh, vehicles. I, I handle all that and kind of help people guide them through what they need to do to find uh, a resource for vehicles. Um, I help out with, we have a loan closet uh, at Arise where we loan out medical equipment, and I I take on that. And so I kind of help make sure that uh, people get what they need through us or help them find what they need. Um, So pretty much whatever's at the end of the phone is what I do. Um, There's really not much of a limit on it. If somebody needs it, if I can help them, I will.
0: And do you find that when you're having these conversations with people that connect with Arise that you end up sharing your story a little bit and the experience that you've had and helping them to also envision what the possibilities are for them?
1: Yes. Um, there's actually a story. Um, we, there was a person I talked to who had suffered a brain injury in a car accident. She was a nurse. And she would called look, Arise looking for some guidance, some help. And she wasn't sure about going back to work. And I kept talking with her and encouraged her to do so. But, but the one thing that she asked is she didn't want anybody to know that um, when she she was actually decided she was going to apply at Arise, I should say, and she, but she didn't want anybody to know about her brain injury. So I said, I won't say a word. Everybody go ahead and apply it. I really think you should do this. Well, she actually came to work for us. That's great. And she worked in wheel for quite a while for us. Um, and that was her first job after her injury. But by, by talking to her and encouraging her, that's how we got her back into working. And I know she is still working today. Not for Arise, but she is working today.
0: But your support and then the support at Arise as a workplace helped her build her confidence. Yes,
1: that was huge huge. The support that I gave her one-on-one, but also coming to work for Rise, built her confidence to move on and do more.
0: And that's such an important piece of what we do as an agency because we want to make sure that people with disabilities are fully included in the community and that means working. Yes. Absolutely. What are some of the other projects that you've been working on in your role as an advocate?
1: Um, I worked on a uh, parking bill um, that uh, I recently was signed by the governor.
0: Well, that sounds like an accomplishment, but I know firsthand it was a very long process. So, can you tell us how this all came about?
1: Well, the way it came about is there was a big box store, so don't, don't mention store names, in a small township. Um, and I went, to, I went, I pulled in the accessible spot, I went in shopping, I came out, and somebody had parked in the striped area right next to my vehicle. Well, I couldn't get in my vehicle, and so I called the police about having it towed. Or ticketed, and I was told by the state police and the Seward County Sheriff that they couldn't do anything because there wasn't an ordinance in that township against it. And I thought to myself, how could that be?
0: So, just to help people visualize, um, you use an accessible van, yes, and you're pulling into that spot. And we know that they're they're marked as accessible spots. Mm-hmm. And then most times there should be the striped area on either side or at least one side of that. Spot because that allows you to open the side panel of the van and then navigate using your chair Mm -hmm. to get in and out of the van. Is that right? That is correct. And the person had, you were in your spot, you've got your license plate identified, you've got your hang tag, Mm -hmm. you're good to go, and someone had decided that that striped area was a bonus parking place.
1: Yes, pretty much that's exactly what happened.
0: And so you come out with your stuff and the police say, I'm sorry, you're basically unable to get into your car that's legally parked. We'll just have to wait till this person is done shopping because we can't do anything about it.
1: That's pretty much what it was. At least the police officer was tried very hard using every resource he had to contact people. And, and the management at the place I was at um, also tried throughout the store to reach these people, and nobody responded. In the end, the manager gave... The approval to tow the vehicle, but they couldn't do anything without the manager's approval. And but in the end, that's what they wound up doing is taking the vehicle out of there. But after an hour and a half.
0: Wow, that's a long time to be waiting.
1: hmm I was not happy.
0: No, I don't blame you. And and this spurred you to say, you know what, we really need some sort of legislation so that if this happens again, the police can ticket or tow because an accessible spot is an accessible spot
1: yes I worked first I didn't know where to start Um, I went to the town board meeting for that area Um, and they looked at me like during the headlights Um, they had no idea about the ordinance and, and so they said well let us look into it and they looked into other townships around them to try for guidance turns out nobody had anyone because they weren't used to these big box stores popping up in these areas like they are today. Right. So that presented a problem. And finally, after doing more research online, um, one of our board members, former board members, um, was talking with the Blasky police chief. Right. And he gave an idea of what law kind of covered that. And that's when I took that further to... Um, Someone in Barclays' office for help,
0: and the proposal was an uh, amendment to an existing law. What exactly was the, the law to change?
1: The law change was um, the law basically reads that the um, they couldn't ticket for less than if it, had, if, it was a, if it was like a strip mall or something like that, less than five businesses, which I don't understand, but that was the way it was written. Right. So, being that this was a single store, it fell into that category in the traffic law. So they wound up editing that law to make it down to where they can now ticket, uh, you know, in any area where there isn't already rules, like most cities have them. But if you get in the rural areas, they don't. Right. So now it narrowed it down so they can ticket in that one, you know, if there's just one place in the market in the uh, parking spot is clearly marked. It could be a mom and pop restaurant now. Right. But if it's clearly marked and you're parked there illegally, they can ticket and tow your vehicle.
0: That's um, a good change, and it's not just in Oswego County now. This is statewide.
1: Yes, um, through the help of uh, Assemblyman Barclay's office and uh, support from uh, New York State Association of Counties. They refer to it as NISAC. Um, they um, their support and stuff, helping us get, get this through. Um, it took five years.
0: That's a long time,
1: mm-hmm. and that's a lot of persistence. Yeah, I didn't give up. They figured that out.
0: And that's that's very admirable. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got this accomplishment. The The bill is law, mm-hmm. but the work's not over, is it?
1: No. There's still more to go. Um, I want to be sure that the uh, police departments know about this bill because things take time to trickle down. Right. So I've given it a little bit of time here now, and I will start to contact our mm-hmm. our local sheriff, and I'll start, start to contact the state police to be sure that they understand that this law is out there and be sure that there's, you know, that they know about it and that it's, you know, um, something to be looking at now. Um, And I just want to be sure of it. Right. So I'll be doing that. And that's that's the end of, you know, more or less that'll be, hopefully the end of the, uh, for that. And there's another project I'll be working on.
0: So in terms of that whole um, education piece, a big part of it is that, Folks, I think, at this point understand what an accessible parking spot is, but Mm -hmm. they may not always understand what those striped sections are by the side of those spots. Is that true?
1: That is true. The best one I've heard so far was from a lady. Oh, no, dear. That's for people who are going to be here just like five or ten minutes. The striped spot? Yeah, that's what I was told. Wow. That's the best one I've heard so far.
0: That's very creative, isn't it? Yeah. Do you ever get frustrated when you're... Trying to educate folks about accessible parking and just the the basic um, etiquette.
1: Yes, um, it's frustrating, but uh, at the same time, you know, you the only way you can educate people is by talking to them at a reasonable manner. Right. Uh, obviously, you, if you approach somebody abruptly or rudely, you know, they're certainly not going to want to listen to you.
0: Well, I can't imagine you ever being abrupt or rude, Jim.
1: <laughs> Try not to be.
0: You know, it's been such um, an education for me and a pleasure to to work, not with you, of course, but also with all the other folks here at Arise who Mm -hmm. have lived experience. And just, it demonstrates to me just the real power you have in terms of taking what could have been an aggravating circumstance in a parking lot where you spent an hour fuming, but you... Took that for five years and made real change in the world to benefit a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was time to do something about it. Um, it was, uh, enough was enough, and uh, um, I just wasn't going to quit. And I just I, I had to, I just felt like I needed to fix this problem. And you did. Yeah, and took a lot of help from you know coworkers and other people. You know, there was a whole team of people that that were there. But you um, know, he like said it, it, it wasn't just me, but. Um, we made it We made it happen. sure did.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Jim, for all that you do mm-hmm. with that issue and every day in terms of this, the interactions you have with people who connect with Arise, the, the peer support, the just outstanding work. Thank you so
1: much. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me here today. It's our pleasure. For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise, support independence.